Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back. We have the overall grade given to Alabama's public schools. A couple of political items. And then we might pick on an MTV show just a little bit. We don't mean anything by it, though. I'm Mike Morgan, and we're down in Alabama. New data grading Alabama's public schools aren't technically out yet, but they were mistakenly live on the Internet for a while, and so we've got a story for you. Accidental drops seem to be a thing lately. Last month, the Public Affairs Research Council of Alabama prematurely released new graduation rate information. But hey, we'll take transparency however we can get it. AL.com's Trisha Powell Crane reports that the scores were live only briefly. The State Department of Education Communications Director Michael Sibley confirmed their accuracy and that the overall statewide result is an improvement over a year ago for Alabama's public schools. Now, the schools graded out at an 84. Compare that to last year's 80, and we're still at a B, but it's a more comfortable B. The schools improved in every indicator except academic achievement, and that was a pretty small slip. The other indicators are academic growth, college and career readiness, graduation rate, progress in English language proficiency, and chronic absenteeism. More information will be released about those results on Friday. The U.S. House of Representatives easily passed a resolution, 354 to 60, to condemn President Donald Trump's decision to remove American forces from northern Syria, which opened the door for a Turkish incursion and some believe might allow ISIS to reemerge in the area. Now, the resolution states Congress's opposition to the pullback and calls on Turkey to end military action in Syria and the White House to present a plan for an enduring defeat of ISIS. AL.com's John Sharp reports that among Alabama's seven representatives, five voted in favor of the resolution. The only two opposing it were Republicans Mo Brooks and Bradley Byrne. Byrne, of course, is running for the Senate next year. Said Byrne, There are many parts of this resolution I agree with, but criticizing the president for making a tough decision prioritizing the safety of our troops is not one of them. Rather than rushing this resolution to the floor, Democrats should work together in a bipartisan manner to sanction Turkey for their actions. Now, four of the five House members from Alabama who voted in support of the resolution were also Republicans. The deadline was Tuesday for candidates in that race for the Alabama U.S. Senate seat to report their third quarter campaign fundraising. AL.com's Mike Kasten reports that incumbent Democrat Doug Jones has built up $5 million to work with. Now that's far more than anyone else, but he's the only Democrat running. Republican money is being split about a half dozen ways. Over on the GOP side, the leaders include Congressman Bradley Byrne who has $2.5 million after pulling in just over four hundred grand in the third quarter. Former Auburn football coach Tommy Tuberville has $1.5 million on hand. That includes $373,000 in third quarter contributions and a $1 million he loaned to his campaign. 
Secretary of State John Merrill has about three quarters of a million dollars on hand after he brought in $378,000 and took out a quarter million dollar loan. As the new season for MTV's Floribama Shore is now underway, it's a good time to remind everybody of the lawsuit that's pending between Floribama, the legendary lounge, package, and oyster bar, and Floribama Shore. The quote, reality, end quote, show with dramatic and drunk young folks not reporting to jobs. They just don't make MTV shows like Remote Control anymore. But anyway, obviously the lawsuits over the use of the word Floribama, which the two entities spell slightly differently. AL.com's Lawrence Specker reports that Viacom Incorporated, the MTV folks, filed a motion to get the case dismissed. They're arguing that their freedom of expression should outweigh a trademark in this case. One of the lawyers, quote, Based on the facts alleged in the complaint, the uses of Floribama clearly meet the very low bar for artistic relevance to the underlying television series, she said. In other words, the word Floribama is useful artistically and not just in references to the bar. One of the things Lawrence pulled out of the motion that might be of interest to Alabama folks was an example the MTV people are citing as precedent. And that was the case where the University of Alabama filed suit against popular painter Daniel A. Moore, who does those iconic paintings of Alabama football. The university argued that the uniforms players wore in his paintings were trademarked. Well, an appellate court and a district court said no, Moore has a right to expression here that outweighs your trademark. So we'll have to see what happens with the Floribama stuff. Obviously, we don't take sides here on the lawsuit, but in case there are some people listening who aren't from Alabama or the Florida Panhandle, I thought we'd clarify why Floribama Shore is a really ridiculous-sounding name to a lot of us way, way down south. First, and I don't know whether people at MTV are good at using Google Maps, but the series was based out of Panama City for two seasons. Now it's at St. Pete Beach. Literally nobody has ever referred to Panama City Beach or St. Pete Beach as Floribama or being part of Alabama. Second, and this one might be helpful if you don't want to sound too touristy, I realize MTV uses the word shore as a franchise thing with Jersey Shore, etc. But also literally nobody on the Gulf Coast calls it the shore. Let's go to the beach, let's go to the coast, let's go hang out on the Gulf. Never the shore. It's a word, but you would use it in the context like, uh, we're out on a boat, let's get back to shore. Or that shore is a little bitty bathing suit. But never is a synonym for the beach. Anyone who calls the Gulf Coast the shore probably also calls the Gulf of Mexico the ocean. And that's more touristy than swimming with your t-shirt on. Thank y'all for listening. We can't wait to get back and do it again tomorrow. Until then, though, feel free to drop by and see us anytime you want to on the internet at al.com.